You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Well, of course, Pascal, The X-Files was probably one of the sensations of the 90s, one of the most popular TV series ever. Uh, I think they they transmitted about nine different series of the the TV show, and there were a couple of films. I think, if I remember rightly, there was one released in 1998. And the one we're going to talk about today, The X-Files, I Want to Believe, was released in 2008 so let's remind ourselves what it was all about by watching the trailer i had a vision i see a woman's face i hear dogs barking they're out there you in because I valued your belief in this phenomenon. I'm not the most popular girl at the FBI right now. Scully? Mulder? Father Joe claims a psychic connection. So you believe in these sort of things? Let's just say I want to believe. Don't give up. You see them? I see eyes staring out. My visions were God's work. Maybe it's not God doing the sending. see father joe i'm done chasing monsters in the dark it's here i need you on this with me it's here So, Pascal, I am a massive, massive X-Files fan. The family, my wife and I, watched all the episodes. I even went to the trouble, I think I've said this before on the show, that at the time of the uh, massive, massive cliffhanger of the second series, um, the third series started in America about two months before the UK got to see it. I actually had my sister in America record the first episode of the show on a VHS cassette. She then sent me that VHS cassette over from the States. I then had to go to a specialized video video shop at the time who converted the video, the VHS cassette from NTSC, which is the US broadcast standard to the UK PAL broadcast standard so that we could actually watch that episode. So those that was the trouble we went to to watch the X-Files. Now, I haven't actually seen this film until a couple of nights ago. You told me that this was going to be our focus for this week, so I had to watch the film. And whilst I thoroughly enjoyed it, and as always, Dukovny and uh, Gillian Anderson's performances were fantastic, I'm not actually sure it felt like an X-Files film. I thought the plot 
didn't include any of the UFO mythology. There wasn't a monster of the week in it. And, and apart from a little bit of maybe psychic ability of the of the priest, it was just a normal crime film. And I just sat there thinking, actually, they could have had any male and female actors playing detectives, and this could have just been a run-of-the-mill detective drama. Am I being a bit cruel? Not at all. I mean, once again, who is not a fan of the X-Family? To be honest <laughs> with you, you cannot be friends with Roger and I if you're not. I mean, it defined the 90s. And for me, it was almost discovering once again what it meant to be a fan. I mean, it was shown in the UK every Tuesday evening. And we just couldn't wait, you and I, uh, Denise, Teresa, and all the others, we couldn't wait for the opening credits, you know, that music from Mark Snow, that montage, which was actually won a few awards back back in the days. And we were just drawn into the adventures of Mulder and Scully, which also featured in, in the song. We had the pleasure, all of us, to follow them across nine seasons. And then mm. this film came about, and then two additional seasons, which sadly were only exclusively shown on the Fox uh, kind of uh, digital channel. So it took a while, and now we're lucky because we have everything on Disney+. Plus. But mm. the X-Files, I want to believe, two things. Nobody knew it was coming. They only had a at best three- to four-week marketing campaign, and this marketing campaign was... Okay. So, of course, if you're a big fan, you went to see the film. And because of the phrase, I want to believe, people thought, oh, brilliant. This is a follow-up from the, the, the real the thread of the series, but also of the 98 movie. Because you'll know, everybody knows, I want to believe were the words on the poster in Fox Mulder's office where you had the picture of a UFO. So your feelings and reaction were pretty much what I had when in 2008 when you see the film, which was a pleasure to see your heroes on the big screen again, but thinking, oh, I wanted a UFO story. And I think what we can discuss, of course, you and I in a moment is could have could have been could they have been more inventive and just create the right marketing campaign so that people knew what they were letting themselves into. I think I think a lot of people might have been disappointed had they gone to the cinema expecting the monster of the week or expecting the UFO mythology um, subplot to, to carry on. And they would have come out thinking, just like I did, well, actually, that could have just been a, um, a standard detective thriller set in a snowy environment in, a, in, in America. It could have just been anybody. Um, I mean, I, 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 we still had the characters. We still had yeah. the, the, uh, the rapport. That was fantastic. But I do think that maybe they should have injected more science fiction into it or more horror into it or they or there should have been some sort of monster rather than just it was effectively just an organ trafficking story wasn't it uh, absolutely uh, so if we think about 2008 you know we are quite some years into uh, the, the internet we, we, we there's a, a fandom that they can rely on which is global it was a global phenomenon and okay so they had a all right poster with a strap line to find the truth you must believe. But if I was to be a little critical, that poster to me looks a lot like what you would do to sell the film to distributors as opposed to market the film to film goers. But, um, you know, must move on from being overly critical. I think for me, everyone agreed, including film critics and, and bloggers and so on, that the relationship between Mulder and Scully was superbly explored and people got, got a lot out of it. At the time, they released a book 
using actually some of the early artwork artwork of the poster but the one thing that did make the the movie stand out was the british group band uncle created mm. a brand new version of the famous theme music for the end credits and what a track it is i mean mm. it, it brings in you know a bit more techno it brings some um, kind of string instruments and it's actually still very very much a pleasure to to listen to they had a website we know that um we did a fair job for 2008 and they had obviously the trailers they had a gallery uh, of photography for uh, bloggers and more to talk about they had a download section for things like screensavers and also that took that takes us back your i aim icon so your instant messenger icon could have been an <laughs> x files one as well as an email signature and they had some blog section and the community chat. So all this is kind of described superbly by this uh, film critic called Chris Thilk, who runs the Movie Marketing Madness blog. Um, but for me, quite honestly, I just think the marketing campaign, bear in mind how we feel as fans, was far too short, far too simplistic in general. Yeah, and, and as, as you say, that poster, To Find the Truth You Must Believe, hinted at a lot more than we actually got. Uh, I think. And as, as you say, the marketing campaign was so spectacularly underwhelming that I didn't even know the film existed. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's why, that's why we never went to see it, which, uh, and, and hence why I haven't actually seen it until this week when you, you um, suggested we talk about this. So what would we have done, Pascal, if Ooh. we had been back in 2007 and this film was ready to go should we hop into the delorean again and go back in time and suggest what we might have done differently wow so you're saying that you and i are going to do like a back to the future cheat we're going to go back <laughs> in time armed with the knowledge of reviewing to the tune of 55 56 movies and we're going to yeah. tell chris carter what to do or oh, please let's do that <laughs> I mean, the thing the thing is, is that we know that this film came out around the same time as The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. and and I think and they think in fact that the, the Dark Knight has been accused of of, of actually um, creating the the hype that deflected people away from the X Files. But I, I don't buy that. I think that they could have done a lot more. Um, and you know, what what would what would we have done differently, Pascal? Okay, so we've prepared a, a bit of a, of a list. You're not going to be in, going to that meeting prepared. So first thing that we would <laughs> yeah. say to Chris and the others is you should really split your target audience and just have some very precise and, and tightly focused mini campaigns, very much like you and I would have learned from Lord of the Rings yesterday and even the movie Blade, although we can't yeah. mention them because, of course, they've been out in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think of much, much greater and varied social media activities. You know, I think at the time there was it was it was so so lackluster. You know, mm. look at the look at films like Nomadland and recently The Invisible Man and Us. You know, that film that we talked about on the show a while back. They could have really saturated the social. And okay, you could argue that this was early in the in the social media days of Facebook and Twitter. But wow, if they'd have really focused it on those social media platforms at the time, they could have created much more anticipation. In particularly when they did such a good job on the official website, which is sadly no yeah. longer with us. I, I hate that when they remove those websites. For me, as I mentioned a moment ago, I think the poster had to be more iconic or even just yeah. more intriguing with elements mm -hmm. you know, that fans could just riff off as they would have, like Jaws, for example, or Misery. Yeah. And, you know, 
actually if you watch the film there was there was several there was the main plot about the organ trafficking but there was the subplot again of Mulder thinking about his um his daughter is his um sister samantha who had been um taken away by aliens then you also had the subplot of scully she's gone back to being a doctor there was a terminally ill child that she was looking after and she was she was struggling with a decision as to whether to try and give him this revolutionary treatment which we knew was going to be very very painful but could, could have saved the child's life so they could have done different versions of the trailer maybe focusing in on each of the subplots of the film in addition to having an overall uh, trailer which uh, had the you know the bigger threads in it yeah like we've seen your nine things like the mist or silence of the lambs even the matrix yeah um, for me the one thing that you mentioned the dark knight uh, a moment ago and what they should have done and i would re- recommend if if we were having a meeting with chris chris carter i would have created a official method commerce official fbi website and i would be inviting the public to help me find Fox Mulder, because this is one of the thread of the movie. Can you imagine yeah. getting people to follow hints, or maybe to we could send regular updates with some alleged, you know, FBI um, officers uh, asking people to be careful or to you know reveal more about where Fox Mulder might be. That would have been just magical. And then on the flip side, almost using the Ten Cloverfield Lane um, kind of uh, experience, create a hidden website, but which is mm-hmm. easy to find where. Dana and Fox are communicating with each other and leaving hints for the fans. You could even even listen to, you know, audio recordings. You could maybe ring a number where Fox Mulder would give you some clues. I mean, you could have created such a universe within within that. Yeah, and and again, taking that even further, you, you, they could have recorded testimonies and accounts from witnesses. Characters from the film could have done, you know, <laughs> extra shots. Um, I think the danger of us going back and creating a massively big, bigger marketing campaign like this is the film could still turn have turned out to be very disappointing, <laughs> given the massive amount of marketing that uh, Edwards and uh, Fintoni have, have put onto it. But you know, again, thinking about what they did with the Martian. Organized charity screenings at the H- uh, FBI HQ and other official buildings. Let's bring the mythos into the real world. For me, the one that I would love to have um, been part of uh, organizing. Do you remember the Trumor War? When in the Trumor War, mm-hmm. they organized kind of Comic Con takeovers almost, where they had a big vehicle with allegedly the the creatures inside. So yeah. go to Comic Con, send FBI agents, you know, send the men in black, and literally interrogate attendees of Comic Con with photos of Fox Mulder and ask them, "Have you seen this man?" and maybe organize some fake you know, interrogation booth where you, you are being interrogated by the FBI, but it's recorded. You can send that on social media to all your friends. I mean, you could have had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and, and another great idea would have been, you know, have have some sort of fan requested best scene or best episode from the X-Files and then actually get David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson to do a live reading of the script and stream it across social media. And that's something similar to what they did with The Princess Bride and The Goonies. But uh, I, I, that would have been, again, creating oh, a lot of in, uh, anticipation around that. I think for me, the one that they could have done better, uh, bear in mind the, the mythology around the X-Files, l- like all franchises, they have like a special day of the year. And mm. we reviewed quite early on, actually, in this podcast, Wonder Woman 84. 
where mm. on Wonder Woman Day they had their special mm. events. So for the X-Files, the 13th of October is X-Files Day around the world. So you could have done some a special release of teaser trailer. You could have had, again, a bit of a treasure hunt. You could have had some behind-the-scenes photo and just you know could then go live potentially on social media to answer fans' questions like they did with The Woman in Black where they had Andrew Radcliffe uh, answering um, a question. And, and I think, once again, it's back to this idea of it's already there right there in front of you, Chris Carter. Just maximize it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could do all sorts of other things. We could have had live Twitter, Reddit takeovers, mm. more fan questions, inviting um, in, inviting people to the sets of the film. Oh, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think, you know, the music that you mentioned, you know, the new version of the, uh, of the X-Files theme by uncle that uk band again give people access to that in advance and invite them to create their own footage you know create their own version of the trailer for examples but that would have got the music out there right early on and got people used to the new mix and created excitement around that because it is an amazing track, uh, and we might even put the, the link in, in the show notes, but you're right. And you could have had a competition in partnership with the likes of Rode or Adobe or Sony, or in, in this case, uh, Fox. I love the idea of inviting people on the set and almost allow them to you know, do a bit of um, behind-the-scenes uh, footage. Uh, that's what they did for memory with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they invited people uh, from bloggers to film critics uh, uh, for one day to, to kind of have a look around. Yeah, and, and Joe, it's interesting now, we've sat here and talked about all of these things. If time travel really existed and we would have been able to go back in time and we'd given him all these ideas, would there have been a sort of shh moment here where all of a sudden we'll have been saying, do you know, X-Files, I want to believe, had one of the best marketing campaigns for a film in the history of films. What an incredible marketing campaign. And uh, it was all down to Edwards and Fintoni's advice. Yeah. And then the, the, the many, many examples of online competition you and I have mentioned on the show from uh, you know editing your own trailer using the video clips of the trailer so you could re- organizing on the clips and so on there's been countless examples of quizzes and leaderboards you've had people voting for favorite episodes scariest episodes funniest stories and more importantly being asked questions do you believe and people sharing their personal stories um there's been countless examples across different franchises where people have organized watch parties get togethers x-file events and you could send photos and the best one to be selected by you know david decovery and julian anderson and you get a prize and so it goes on and i think for me the thread through you and i giving chris carter all the advice in 2007 is that you had an established global uh, presence and following and you chose not to lean on that. And secondly, you had amazing assets, you know, the music, the, 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 the photography, moving images and so on. And once again, you didn't exploit it fully. And it's easy for United to, in 2021 to be critical. We don't know what the constraints were. But it still remains that for something like the X-Files to only give yourself the better, better part of four weeks to market it, but also to use a phrase like, I want to believe, but to not give the fans a UFO-type setting, then for, that, for those reasons, you had to make your marketing more ingenious and more innovative. Absolutely, Pascal. Wow, I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. I really enjoyed that. That was a different 
angle, wasn't it? Because we're admitting that the marketing of this film was pretty poor, uh, and they did definitely miss a trick by not including the UFO mythology or a monster of the week type of, of storyline. But it was very, very interesting to think what we would have done to make that marketing campaign so much more impressive. So, wow. Another fabulous episode, episode 59 of Two Geeks in a Marketing Podcast. Pascal, thank you, as always, for being an amazing co-host. We've really covered some fabulous ground this week, apps and content unbelievable thank you everybody for watching or listening to the show if you've got any comments let us know do please subscribe to the youtube channel let us have some comments give us some likes and maybe give us some dislikes as well uh, and let's look forward to another episode number 60 coming to you very soon so until the next episode please make sure that your marketing is done right I was Roger Edwards and he was Pascal Hunter. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates. 